What's up, everybody? I'm TJ. And I'm Kelsey. And we are the, the Nashville, Nashville Wine Duo. Duo. All right, it's my turn to introduce yeah. the wonderful guests on this week's podcast. Longtime friends. Yes. Done life things together. Life things. And it's about freaking time we have them on the podcast. I, it's about freaking time why? we see them again. Why do we wait till season two to have them on the podcast? I don't know. I think it's your fault. That's my fault. <laughs> it's Welcome. all our fault. It's all our faults. Yes, we're all to blame in this fiasco called life. <laughs> Uh, our wonderful friends, Anderson from the Grow Bar mm -hmm. and Heidi, La Tequila Mamacita. Hi. La Tequila Mamacita. Yes. These two are, <laughs> I would definitely say, experts in spirits and primarily tequila. Um, so we're so thrilled to have you guys on here and just, yeah, have to talk about this fun tequila. And we are going to talk about some wine, too. Um, they but, brought like 16 bottles of no, tequila. they did not bring 16 so bottles. They like... brought six. We're super excited to be here with yeah. you guys. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be fun. Mm -hmm. We know just enough about tequila to get us in trouble. Um, so. And if you looking... can see the table right now, wine and tequila spread all over. And yeah. you both are from SoCal, right? She's from Northern California. I'm, I'm from, from Napa. California. Okay. I'm so, from Orange County. Right. Why don't you guys um, just give a brief history of like, yeah two of you how you met came together and then where you are now and how this interest in tequila kind of came about so we met on social media facebook i think like 2014 mm -hmm. and it was uh we both were on a in a multi multi-level marketing company mm -hmm. which um it's called canaway and it was cbd vapes <laughs> and she was like you know she was doing it here in tennessee and i was in socal we both had jobs and stuff it was just like part-time and uh, she was on some group and I had seen a couple posts of hers. He and was we, stalking me. We just started talking. We just started talking and she's like, I'm married. And I'm like, yeah, me too. Or yeah. We were kind of on the tail end of our marriage. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, you want to finish? We were just continue? friends and he, I used to just get these random messages from him on messenger and, um, I would always answer them, you know, and just, Time passed and we started talking more and more. And then fast forward to August of 2016, we got married. That's awesome. Yeah. It was actually 2014 when we met. We got or married 13. in Napa on a vineyard, yeah. her sister's property, five, five acres on a vineyard. And uh, it was awesome. Sounds like the perfect day. Beautiful uh, yeah. backdrop. Awesome, small service. You know, yeah. it, was, it was really cool. So then what happened is, well, he moved to Tennessee, we got married, and um, I just kind of decided I needed a change. I'd been doing hair for 30 years and was looking for something to do, and I saw um, a position for a brand rep for a Nashville-owned tequila company. And I thought, that's really interesting, like a Nashville-owned tequila company. And so I went to work for them, and that sort of motivated me to learn more about tequila because I just felt when you're representing a brand and you're selling something, you should know what you're talking about. So yeah. I kind of, um, right the night before the interview, I just went online and YouTube and learned everything I could about tequila just so I was prepared when I went in for the interview. And then once I got the job, I just kind of learned more and more along the way. And Anderson really loved like 
bourbon and whiskey. He was a tequila drinker years ago, but when I met him and he got to Tennessee, he got really into like the bourbons. So he started collecting bourbons and then I started collecting tequilas and we decided we weren't really using our dining room a lot. So we converted it into a bar and that's the grow bar because there's plants growing all over it too. So originally it was going to be like a grow, like you're growing plants. Mm -hmm. Uh A lot of people were like, Oh, you, what are you else you growing? And I'm like, Hmm, Uh, I really got to change this up. (laughs) I really got to change this up. So I came up with this new one of like growing a knowledge of Mm -hmm. spirits and cigars and Mm think good things of life. You know, we're always growing. Mm -hmm. So it's the grow bar. Or at least we should be always growing. Right. right? Well, we're always growing in our knowledge. Yeah. If we're exploring new, you know, wines or new spirits or new cigars or new coffees that come out, Mm-hmm. Like we're, it's, we're growing in our knowledge. Yeah. yeah, We're adding to our portfolio of what we've tried. Definitely. Yeah. And our palate, we're exercising our palate. Very cool. So it's the grow bar. That's yeah. kind of, I changed it. I shifted it so that it was less plants. So I don't really like emphasize the plants, but yeah. we do have plants in the bar. Yeah. Yeah. The Tons grow bar is beautiful. If you ever go to their page, <laughs> grow bar on Instagram, like it's beautiful. Yeah. We've been to this bar and, um, I remember just being like, this is so cool that y'all like made this in your house and like you have this like, it feels like you're like going to a legit, like, I don't know, like an underground cool bar or something. <laughs> like the little speakeasy in yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and there are, there's a lot of plants and like just uh, so many bottles of different spirits. Hundreds? Just, Would you yeah. say there's hundreds of bottles in there now? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, if you saw it now compared to how it was when you were there, yeah. there's a lot more. Yeah. How actually, many bottles do you say you have? Have you counted? Done inventory? There's got to be at least, I don't know, a couple hundred? Two or three hundred. Yeah. Have you thought about insurance on it? (laughs) I don't know if you could do that. You know what? We're just like, it's fine. We're we're not going to worry about that part of it. Like if somebody want, what do you mean insurance? Like fire? Or- oh well, I mean like that's a lot of money in tequila because you. I know you guys have good bottles. If in there, something right? happens, like, yeah. then we start over. It's like you know, I'm. That's just life. I mean, we're gonna try to protect it. Yeah. Of course, yeah. we go on vacation. We have somebody stay in our house. Yeah. Stuff like that, you know. But it's really cool, and now we're getting into mezcal too. Mm-hmm. So today, before before we came over here, we were just rearranging the bar because. You have the bar, and then on one side is shelves with tequila on it. On the other side was shelves with bourbons and whiskeys. Mm. And then we had to get a whole other unit to put more tequila in. Well, we ended up moving all the whiskeys and bourbons off those shelves behind the bar, and now it's all tequila, like everywhere now. And the bourbons are kind of, you can't see them as much. I gave in. Yeah, you did give in. But yeah, now, I like, when I do my Instagram live show, it doesn't matter if I'm sitting in front of it's, the far, bar or behind the it's bar. All There's tequila. tequila behind it's a, it's a cool <laughs> yeah. setting, yeah. <laughs> it's good yeah. for her show. Yeah, yeah. Her show's so awesome. Yeah. Like, right. it's her second year. Yes. What do you like, episode we're like 80? on our No, I think we're this week's going to be our 73rd episode. Yeah. So, so tell us about the show. So 73rd? 73rd oh, episode. Really it's crazy. every you week. You need to keep up, brother. What are you, what are you even doing? <laughs> that's the year of my birthday. He's been drinking all the tequila she's got. Yeah. 70, I'm a numbers guy. Yeah. It's like a weird year. So I turned 50 this year. And my birthday is 123. Oh. And I turned 50 on 123. The last day of this year is 123123. That's okay. That's one, freaking two, three, weird. Two, yeah. yeah. And so she's on episode 73. That's the year of my birthday. Yeah. Wow. So, so I just, I'm a numbers guy. Whenever I hear numbers that like match things that are happening, I just kind of 
Yeah. One time at Trader Joe's, <laughs> my very first transaction One time for the day Cap. was twenty three seventy three. One, two, three, seven, three. That's my birthday. It's wow, it's cool. the opening to the hatch. Yes. It's weird. I don't know. I'm just, I trip out on numbers. It's weird. I don't know. And then I like in my head, I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's my lucky day or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Well, it's cool that this episode is happening with these numbers. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So this show. So when I got on Instagram, a, a lot of things started happening over COVID because nobody was working. And so I was doing reviews. I was like just doing whatever I could to keep busy and like make money because I couldn't do hair. Uh -huh. So I started making these little cocktail mixers, organic cocktail mixers, and I would put them in mason jars and make them look cute and deliver them to people like on their doorstep. They didn't have alcohol, but there were little instructions on there that said, add this much alcohol, you know, to make one drink or this much to make like four drinks. So um, I started meeting a lot of people on Instagram in the world of tequila. And when a, a girl reached out to me and she said, I want to do um, a live, but I've never done one before. And I said, well, I haven't either. And she goes, well, will you do one with me? And I'll ask this other girl too. So we did this live and we ended up having like a master distiller and like different people jump on the live with us and we decided to make it a regular thing so, so cool. there were three of us now there's two but it's every week it's called the techie ladies so the tequila and then d-i-e-s the techie ladies and we interview master distillers brand owners educators bartenders just like anybody in the agave spirits industry it's mostly tequila but we have had like some mezcal people and um we're gonna have like a sotol which is another um spirit that's popular agave spirit sotol, sotol. uh-huh sotol. it's mm -hmm. a type of agave spirit it's made from a different agave oh, yeah so tequila can only be made from um blue weber agave and it can only be made in mexico in five states jalisco guanajato michoacan Nayarit and Tamaulipas. Those are like the five municipalities in Mexico where it could be made. Um, mezcal can be made. And that's the one that people are like, what's the one with the worm? That's mezcal. And that was all a gimmick thing. The worm that's really tourist has mezcal. nothing to do with mm. it. Yeah. So, but mezcal can be made from, I don't know how many different kinds of agave, like over 30 different oh. species of agave that it could be made from. And it can be made in 11 different municipalities. I don't know what all the names are. I know Michoacan is one of them because it's one of the places you can make tequila and mezcal. But so that's the difference is mezcal came first and it was made from all these different kinds of agave from different areas in Mexico. Tequila is really a type of mezcal because it can only be made from one agave, which is Blue Weber. Hmm. Yeah. So mezcal came first. Yeah, mezcal was first. Or mez mezcal. Tequila mm -hmm. is a mezcal. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's a type of a mezcal. A mezcal, of mezcal is the OG. Right. Mezcal is the OG. And originally, um, when it was first made before the Spaniards came along, um, it was pulque, which is undistilled mezcal. It was just fermented. So it didn't become distilled until the Spaniards came. And they had already been making wine and they ran out of their wine and they thought, Cognac. what what would happen if we distill this pulque? And that's how tequila happened. Wow. Whoa. Isn't that nuts? Wow. Yeah. That's, that's how mezcal happened. And then that's eventually, yeah, tequila. Mm -hmm. And somewhere in there, they discovered that the Blue Eber agave would 
produced the most yield, mm -hmm. was the most flavorful to people's palates. It's more general. Mm -hmm. So they said tequila can only be made with this type of agave. Yes. And that's wow. tequila. And it can only be made grown in the five regions, the five mm -hmm. states. Interesting. Yeah. So we asked you guys, because we're big wine people, of course, <laughs> obviously, but uh, they're doing some really cool things with tequila mm -hmm. age-wise. Yes. So talk about that world and what's going on in the tequila. So, um, so tequila has like, there's four different expressions in tequila. There's blanco, which is tequila that um, is usually not rested in a barrel. It can be for up to two months, but not, not more than 60 days. Um, it's actually, it has to be under 60 days, so 59 days. And then you have um, reposado, which is aged in a barrel anywhere from two months to just under a year. Añejo, which is aged uh, one to three years. And then anything over three years is extra añejo. And then you also have joven, which we'll talk about tonight. Joven is when they take a blanco, which is usually not rested, and they blend it with one of the aged expressions. Mm. And that's called a joven. It's, it's a blend. So, yeah, so those are the four types. So what they're doing is pretty much most of the tequilas, when they're aged, the reposados, the añejos, and the extra añejos, are aged in um, bourbon, like ex-bourbon barrels. And the most common one is Jack Daniels. Nowadays, they're aging in cognac barrels. They're mm -hmm. aging in rum barrels. They're aging in wine barrels. So... These three that I have here, the reason why they have a pink color and kind of rose gold is because these two here are aged in wine barrels. So wow. they're actually rested um, in barrels for under two months. This one is a little bit different, the Ana Maria. Um, this one is actually a joven. It's infused. It's Blanco tequila that's infused with um, wine from Valle de Guadalupe. It's a wine region in Mexico. Wow. That's yeah. So they cool. pour, they pour yeah. a little bit of wine. They, in so that's why it's a joven because it's a blend. And I didn't really know that they could do that because as far as the rules and regulations of tequila, it's governed by an organization called the CRT in Mexico. The definition is a Blanco that is blended with an aged expression, like an añejo, an extra añejo, or an ultra añejo. I didn't know they could do it with wine, but clearly this is registered with the CRT. Every tequila on the label, if it says tequila on the bottle, has to have the CRT and it has to have the NOM, N-O-M, which is like the identification number of the distillery where it's bottled. Mm. So, um, yeah. It's a and this is number. It's definitely registered so the color yeah. on that is so beautiful i mean it looks like yeah, rosé wine like yeah. yeah so this is a really interesting one so i was going to start with this one but we'll just talk about so ana maria um it's named after ana maria when she was a little girl her grandfather was a master distiller of tequila too and so she would often at dinner time when the parents were drinking wine she would go fill those bottles with tequila from the barrels. Wow. And put them back on the table. And yeah. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of yeah. woman. <laughs> yeah. So um, so that's how that came to be. Now, this one is Código. And um, this is actually a Blanco tequila that is rested in a wine barrel for, I believe, one month. Cabernet. And I think they're Cabernet French 
um, oak Cabernet barrels. That's why it has that tint mm-hmm. to it. This one's also cold pressed um, afterwards. So um, they do that to remove any cloudiness or like little particles after it's distilled. They like drop the temperature down to between 26 and 32 degrees and cold filter it for that reason. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure exactly why they did that because, I mean, it's only rested in a barrel a month. So yeah. I'm not sure. And then Juan de Leon, this one's only aged six months in um, a barrel, and I believe they're Cabernet barrels. That's a really cool also. bottle. Yeah. So six mm-hmm. months versus the previous one that was one month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, six no, months, not no. six months. Um, sorry. Oops. <laughs> yeah. So this one is um, that would be a one month. And I think this one is like two months, okay. like a little bit longer. Just under okay. two months. Yeah. Yeah. Just gotcha. under two Has months. to be under 60 days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So those are those. And then I also brought Benta Tequila because um, the one of the founders of it, there's four guys that founded it, uh, is Steve Reynolds of Reynolds Family Winery in Napa. He's also the executive producer of this documentary, um, Spirit of Agave, that is, you can order it like on Prime Video, but it kind of covers like the history tequila. of tequila yeah, and everything. But um, those are rested in American oak, French oak, and Hungarian oak, a combination of new and seasoned barrels. So I just thought it was interesting because he's a winemaker and I'm pretty sure, don't mark my words, but I think some of those barrels were used previously for wine. Mm. So that's why I brought those. That Añejo is delicious. Yeah. Yeah. And the interesting thing about Benta is that they use, so typically when a brand is making tequila, they're using agave from one region, like Jalisco. Let's just say Jalisco. And it's either the highlands or the lowlands. Benta is using tequila, uh, agave from all five municipalities and blending them. That's very cool. Yeah. I thought that was really cool that they did that. So... Yeah. It's kind of like like a scotch. <laughs> Thank you so much for bringing all these. And You're I'm I, are we gonna? I think we should dive into it. I think we definitely some of them. Should. I don't know how many I'll be able to try. We could just do a little. Yeah, just, just nibbles. Like tiny bits. Yes. Yeah. How do you say a little in Spanish? Poquito. 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 Yes. <laughs> nibbles. So we're gonna start with um, the código. This is the worst part of our job is trying <laughs> all these wines and alcohols and stuff like that. I don't know how we do it, but it's just, it just comes along with the territory. What do you recommend like food pairings with tequila? Um, it depends on the tequila. Okay. So it's kind of like wine. It can like be different mm-hmm. depending on mm-hmm. which one. Yeah. Like I love, I love pairing um, reposado with like seafood. It okay. just tastes so good or yeah. sushi. Because reposado, since they're not aged quite as long, they tend to, you still get a lot of the agave and you get like a little bit of pepper yeah, and um, oakiness, but not overly oaky. It just goes really good. Would you say though that like kind of how like Italian wine goes with Italian food, it's like tequila goes really well with like Hispanic well, food and culture. Yeah. 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 Definitely yeah. for sure. But like the other night, um, we had some Blanco tequila uh, made by Legado. And for some reason, we both taste like spice and jalapeno. And we were eating pizza or pasta or something Italian, and it tasted great. Really good. With the legado. Okay, that's yeah, cool. it was really, really good. So I watched TJ. He was swirling his tequila mm-hmm. and his little tequila and smelling it. 
which is what you want to do. You want to smell so it. This is so smooth. I've already yeah. tried it. Yeah, um, I know. I saw good thing you. I'm not so, on video. This thing you. is so smooth. So this is the código. Oh, delicious. Unbelievable. Um, so Código uh, was um, George Strait is involved uh, with this brand mm -hmm. and Ron Snyder, who was like oh, wow. the former CEO of Crocs and um, the former CEO of Crocs. Yes. <laughs> and Federico. Um, that is so good. Vaughn. Yeah, they they founded this. They were just acquired by um, Picard. So um, Picard now has like a majority of the ownership in the brand. So everybody is hoping that nothing changes with the brand because Código has um, their own distillery. Mm. So cool. a lot of distilleries will make more than one tequila, but they have their own own distillery. This is unbelievable. Yeah, It's very good. What does a <laughs> bottle of this usually run at your I think liquor store? Like cool Springs uh, has had that. What is I've it seen like it there. Like 60? 60, 70 bucks. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. worth it. So, <laughs> totally. when, you, so when yeah. you think about tequila, like a lot of people always say, oh my God, why is it so expensive? So with wine, you know, wine can be very expensive. You could spend a lot on a bottle of wine and it's an annual crop. Tequila, the agaves before they're ready to harvest, they're not fully matured till at least six years. It's usually seven and sometimes wow. more, like it could be 10 or 11 years before they're ready to, to harvest. So, and it's all harvested by hand. Right. There isn't like a big machine that goes and plows this giant, it looks like a giant pineapple. It's called a piña. And they, this guy, they're called himadores. They go in and they dig these things out and then they have spiky leaves on them and they have to like chop them all off with the koa. I mean, just go to YouTube and like search how agave is harvested for tequila and you watch a video and go, whoa. And so one agave, if it, they can be anywhere from 80 pounds to 200 pounds on average, they're like 100, 125 will make about 11 bottles what? of tequila. One huge agave will make 11 bottles. Oh That's my God. It. Yeah. That's and crazy. then they have to re reseed, like replant, you know, and wait, six or seven more years before they harvest it Dang. again. And literally most of it is done by hand. There's a lot of labor that yeah. goes into it. So to me, it's like, I'm surprised that tequila, the good tequila isn't more expensive mm -hmm. than it is. Yeah. So it's definitely the long game for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I had no yep. idea. There's lots of labor. And of course, tequila. these are sipping tequilas. I'm not talking about like yeah, the making a drink ones with it. You're going to make a drink. No. Like something like this you sip. Although... It can make a good cocktail too. What's your thoughts on tequila shots? Um, I think that tequila is meant for sipping and guns are meant for shooting. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny though. Actually, every time I go to the air, like every time I go to the airport, I, I get a drink at the airport. That's mm -hmm. just me. It's it's starting my trip. Mm -hmm. And I swear, very often I'm at the bar and they come up for tequila shots. Tequila seems like it's the most trendiest spirit i think right now it's i know that it's growing uh, yeah i know that bourbon and whiskey have been making a comeback because i watched the whole thing it was a show too kind of like what you're mm -hmm. talking about and they described how in the 80s like really clear liquor became very popular with these bars like the neon lights and the you know the different kind of martinis and drinks you'd make so whiskey and bourbon kind of went away for a while mm -hmm. but now i feel like young people 
tequila is like the go-to like my little sister that's all she will drink is tequila mm -hmm. and i'm interested as to why that trend and i did see you make a video one time making i think it was one of the kardashians that pronounced something <laughs> wrong and how they said one of the tequilas that was one of my favorite videos you did it made me laugh really hard but um you think that that's why has there been celebrities that have talked about tequila what in your opinion why do you think it's made such a comeback both of you i'd like to get your opinion what do you think babe you want to give your I think people are just starting to realize what's real and like for me switching from bourbon to tequila there's so many different tasting notes in tequila you know that it's so much more complex than bourbon bourbons to me like they're good I'm not going to bash bourbons but like they just got boring to me hmm. and there's so much tequila and the agave spirit world is just way vast compared to bourbon you got all these different agave spirits atoll bacanora Racia, mezcal, lots of different agaves. It's just, it's like a, it's a more intricate craft. Mm. You know, like bourbon's about corn, grain, spelt, wheat, all that, right? Grown one year, harvested, made, make bourbon, whiskey. Agaves, these things grow in the ground for six to eight years. Right. Mm -hmm. You got different terroir, you got different weather, you have different sun patterns. Each year is different to that crop. Yeah. totally just forms that agave mm -hmm. you know so it's just so it's like way more complex to me mm -hmm. that's why i switched over not switched over but you know just gravitated towards the interest in tequila because of that and yeah every spirit i mean is a, is an art form you yeah know, bourbon, i'm not putting down gin rum like there it's all an art form but to me the fascinating thing about tequila and agave spirits is that it's not something that you can just harvest every year you know there's so much that goes into it and sometimes things happen and it's just devastating. Like a few years ago, it they, it snowed like a lot in Jalisco and I think that affected a lot of the crops. So, you know, things like that could happen and then it's like, you don't have to just start over and wait a year. You have to wait years, mm. you know, to replant. As far as like why tequila is more popular with the younger crowds, I do think that celebrities have a lot to do with it. Like Código. Joe Str um, um, George Strait, you know, is involved. Um, there's uh, Insolito, which Midland, um, yeah, the, the band, familiar with them, yeah. they're involved with that. Um, Thomas Rhett has Dos Primos. I mean, I can go on and on. Sammy Hagar and Guy Fieri with Santo Tequila. So that does create awareness. All the brands that I just mentioned, celebrity tequilas are great ones because they don't have any additives and they're making tequila traditionally the way it's supposed to be made. But there are some um, that I really don't support, like Casamigos and 818. And um, there's several other ones. I can't remember what Eva Longoria is. I love Eva Longoria. Like, I love all these celebrities, but as far as like coming out and having a tequila and leading people to believe that this is how tequila should taste. It's not, not true. Not, They're okay. not being transparent. So in the world of tequila, the CRT, which is the organization that governs all the rules and regulations, they allow, just like in wine, wine, I think they allow over 60 kinds of additives in the United mm -hmm. States mm -hmm. that can be used in wine. Yeah. Well, in Mexico, they allow four additives that can be used in tequila, glycerin, oak flavoring, caramel coloring, and sugar syrups. So the glycerin is used to make the spirit feel smoother and like not really have a lot of bite. Um, 
the, the um, sugar syrup that speaks for itself. You're, it's going to make it sweeter. You're going to get like lots of vanilla and cake batter. And it's just, it's going to be like overwhelming when you smell it. The caramel coloring is used like in the aged expressions to make it just look darker. So you think, oh, it aged it's for a aged. long time. Yeah. Yeah. And then the oak flavoring also in, in the aged expressions. So by law, they can only use a total of 1% of additives in a bottle of tequila. So that doesn't seem like a lot, but it's a very, very concentrated. I'm talking like you could take a toothpick of something and put it in the bottle and it would taste the that whole way. bottle. Yeah. In a whole bottle, like a little, the tip of a toothpick, you know, would make wow. it. Would so in, would yeah. the reason for that be to make it cheaper or more marketable to the obviously American palate because we love sweets, but we like the both. Yeah. both. And also originally the reason was to, for consistency and people mm. were using a fraction of 1%. Yeah. Now they're using at least 1%. I believe that that's being abused. I believe that more than 1% is being used and I'm not sure like how closely that's all being monitored. Mm -hmm. Um, we have had someone from the CRT on our show who said, you know, they go in and check it and, um, but it's Mexico and, you know, the CRT is funded by the government. So you never know. It's yeah. a very, very questionable. So I try to support, I don't care who made the tequila. I don't care if a celebrity owns the brand. I don't care if my next door neighbor owns the brand. If it's made traditionally without skipping any steps. I'm going to support that brand. If it tastes like cake batter or vanilla, then I'm not going to support that brand. So what happens is, you know how I said the agaves are fully matured at six or seven years? Well, these big brands, and it's not just celebrities, it's just big brands in general, but most of the celebrity brands, they will work with um, farmers who agree to harvest the agaves younger like mm. three and four years old. Like before they're ready. Before mm -hmm. they're ready. So just Absolutely. think of like if you were making, you know, wine and you pick the grapes before they were ready, it would taste horrible. So that's what happens. So they're harvesting the agaves young. They're All not right, So with most mass produced tequilas so owned by a celebrity or not, um, they harvest the agaves too young at three to four years instead of, you know, six or seven years. And... Mm. They also cut corners on the production method. So instead of cooking it in a stone brick oven or even an autoclave, which kind of speeds up the process a little bit, um, they are diffusing the tequila. So what that means is it's going through this huge machine that shoots it with like really hot water and disintegrates it. And then they put all that mush in an autoclave and cook it. Then they ferment it and distill it and it tastes crappy. Mm. And so they have to add add additives, additives to like make it a little smoother um, and sweeter and sometimes make it look darker and have more oak flavoring if it's, you know, supposed to be a reposado or an añejo. And that to me is just like, it's very deceiving, you mm -hmm. know, because yeah. young people that are drinking Casamigos and 818 and just a lot of other brands they think that's how tequila should taste, that it should be smooth and sweet. And you're right, Kelsey, it's, you know, as Americans, we like everything smooth and sweet. Mm -hmm. And so everything is about the dollar and everybody's just trying to make money. 
and they're appealing to the masses. Yeah. Yeah. And we see this happen a lot in the wine world too. I mean, one wine I can think of in particular would be like Miomi. Mm-hmm. Like that, this was a company that, I mean, you know, years back, everybody was like, this wine's amazing. And then it just shifted. And like, when you look into research at some of these places, they either, they get bought out or then they want to come up with, they want the wine to taste the same every single year. So they're, they're putting more sugar, they're putting more additives into it because they're like, they want a consistent product for people that are going to come to the store and buy it. And it's mm-hmm. always, you know, this shard and this cab, they're always going to taste the same. Apothic will always taste the same every time you buy it. And it's like, wine's not supposed to be like that. So uh, the Tawar, where they grow, the grapes grow. Mm-hmm. So every year, you know, California is getting a freaking snowstorm right now. <laughs> right. That's going to affect the way that the wine tastes. And if right. it doesn't change it, then, you know, there's something wrong. And like, it's the same with our food. And John, you had said cigars when we were off the, when we weren't talking on here, but um it, it's a good thing for things to look different and taste different every year because the ground, the weather, all these things play a part. Mm-hmm. But to hook a consumer, yeah. consistency does that. Consistency. Totally. Because you expect something. Yeah. 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 So the masses that appeals to them. And there's always going to be like the, the aficionados or the purists. I call them tequila purists. Mm-hmm. You know, we're looking for the additive-free tequilas. We're not out for the bang, right. for the party, for the good flavor. We're looking for, like, raw stuff. And what's crazy right. about mezcal people And that's not even is, good flavor. And mezcal people are really – like, there's this mezcal movement. It's like I've, I had a I've couple people it. on my show. And they're, like – they're searching out spirits that are from, like, really rare agaves. Like, they want the raunchiest, like, dirty agaves. And this like flavor that's just crazy. You get like grass and lemon and agave and just all these like different, like it's appealing to their palate. You know, they're, they're picking up all these different flavors that like no other spirit offers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so they're just like getting into it. It's super like intricate and artsy and you get really deep into this stuff. Like there's different ways to make tequila and agave spirits, like the real super old ways where they're crushing it with wood mallets and like you just, you, you get into that whole story of it and it just kind of like, you want to learn more, yeah. you know, and it just engulfs your life. Like you're just like, now I want to search more to kill agave spirits. Like Heidi went up to Napa and they're growing all these different varietals up there. And it's just amazing what California is doing Interesting yeah. with this spirit, you know, and when, when Mexico runs out of agave because of all this like celebrity tequila craze, which is growing, you know, all these people, the masses, the most masses, they follow the media they follow their celebrities Mm -hmm. and they're sucked into this and you know those tequilas are good to them you know that's a different side of this whole thing Mm -hmm. and then there's the purists yeah there's something for everybody yeah might be a dumb question but like wine do tequilas because i I know you said they're aged Mm -hmm. you know Mm-hmm. Do they have vintages on them? Like, can you tell when you go to pick out a tequila or some a mezcal? Do. Los Abuelos or Fortaleza does that. Yeah, some do. Um, okay. Tequila Ocho does that. They release an extra añejo and they have a date on it. It's a year that they produced it. Los Cascanes. Uh, some, sometimes what would be the reason that they don't they, put a vintage well, on they it? Well, they have, all of them have a vintage. Mm-hmm. Okay. But sometimes they don't put it on the label. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Ocho's like, you know, extra Nejo 2017. They're advertising mm-hmm. it. Yeah, they're like, this okay. came out 2017 and they, all the aging, you know, Is there a way to tell what vintage it is if they don't yeah. kind of? Tequila Matchmaker. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, let's talk about Tequila Matchmaker. Yeah. So Tequila Matchmaker um, is a really cool app started by um, a married couple, Grover and Scarlett. 
they moved to Mexico. That's how passionate they are about this. And they are tequila purists and really wanted to develop an app for people that love tequila to know like where it's made, not just where it's made, like what region it's made from, but the distillery. And you can also see like what other tequilas are made at that distillery. And it will have all the production methods on there too. Like how was it cooked? Was it cooked in a stone brick oven? Was it cooked in a high pressure autoclave or a low pressure autoclave? Clave, how was it crushed? Was it crushed with a tahona? Was it roller mill? How was it fermented? How was Without it distilled? It. If it was aged, what kind of barrels was it aged in? Like it has, and it's a free app. It's called Tequila Matchmaker. And they, Grover and Scarlett, have um, created their own verified additive free program. So, just to give you an idea, out of like over 2,800 registered tequila brands with the CRT, there's only like 70 that are verified additive free through Tequila Matchmaker. Now, just because on the app it isn't verified additive free doesn't mean it isn't. And this is why they have to go in. It's a very invasive process Mm -hmm. to get somebody verified additive free. So they go in, not only do they like test the different batches of the tequila, different lotes, but they also go in and look at financials. They want to make sure that the distillery isn't purchasing any kind of additives. So, and it takes a really, really long time, like Mm. months to get verified additive free, but that is one way to to know that you're having a tequila without additives is using that app. The first page you're going to see is their list of additive-free tequilas, which is really, really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. When I was in California, Anderson was saying, I went to a distillery um, and it was an American Canyon, like really close to Napa where my family is. And I met with um, Gian. He's the master distiller. He's a winemaker. He's a, he makes whiskey, but he's from Mexico. And so he decided he wanted to make a California agave spirit. And he met somebody whose father had planted these agave. The species is agave americana, and they had been growing for 25 years. This particular species takes a long time to mature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he made an agave spirit called Hano because his grandma used to call him That Hano. bottle's got to be like $200 or something more. I have it. It, uh, it was like $170. Okay. You're right. Yeah, right. and yeah. I had to go to San Francisco to get it. You can't get it in Tennessee. I think you can actually contact, contact Gian at Hano Spirits, and he'll figure out a way to like – you know, get it to you online, but I take, it's just, it's so good. And I forget how many bottles were made. Not, not very many, but he was very gracious. And I took, um, my two sisters and my brother-in-law and he let us tour just the distillery where they made it and we got to sample it. And it's just, it's really, really good. A couple of days later, I went up to Stargazer Spirits, which is, um, in Sonoma County and Glen Ellen. And, this property is amazing. It's 125 acres and it's like sits between the, the, it's in the Mayacamas mountains between the Napa Valley and Sonoma County wine regions. It's gorgeous up there. So this couple bought this property. They were city slickers. Like he's, I forget what they both do for a living, but they lived in Hong Kong for 10 years, had their kids moved here back to the States and decided they wanted to buy land, even though they knew nothing about farming And they didn't really know what they were going to do. And 
the husband was on a flight home from Tokyo reading one of those in-flight magazines, and there was an article on the mezcal boom in in um, Mexico, and he was looking at the landscape of Oaxaca. That's one of the regions where they make tequila. And he was like, wow, this looks just like our property we bought. I wonder if I could grow that there. So four years ago, they planted, they they have over 30 species of agave growing on their property. And I got to like tour it. We hiked down the mountain to the oh, valley so floor cool. and back up. And it was just really, really cool. So he's like a few years away still from being able to harvest and, you know, make something out of it. But it was just really, really cool to see. And um, California, if there's a lot of agave spirits being made in California, I think there's agave being grown in um, like Santa Barbara, a lot of Southern California because the climate's right. Mm -hmm. But in order for your bottle, like these, you know, say tequila on them, it can only say tequila if it's made in Mexico. So in the States, you have to call it an agave spirit. But in California, they already have a California Agave Council in place. And the first rule that they made was no additives, period. So if your bottle says California Agave Spirit, it can't have it's any be additives added in free. it. Okay. it so this like, is like a new thing. Yes, kind it's of. new. Wow. These are like the trailblazers. Of it all, this, is, is, this so... is just going to grow. Yeah, it's going to keep growing and growing. And other regions, yeah. other places in the United States will probably end up growing. So it well, can't too. say tequila if it's in the United it's States. It's almost like champagne, spirit. exactly. Like as champagne, exactly. France, it yeah. can't say champagne. or bourbon. It can't say. It has right. a denomination yeah, yeah, yeah. of origin. That's really interesting. Many, and cool. Yeah, wow, yeah. I didn't know any of this. It's so yeah. cool. So it would be labeled agave spirit. If it you would see be anything. labeled. So if it's labeled agave spirit. I don't know if there's additives in it or not. All right. I know is like if it says California agave spirit, it can't. Right. I've tasted enough agave spirits that I could kind of tell when I taste something, but I have been duped, you know? Yeah. Because they're getting really clever with the additives and not really being able to detect them. Those bastards. We, yes. we have a couple <laughs> bottles that actually is tequila, but they, they fight the CRT and it just says agave spirit. Yeah. Oh, and wow. they, because they from, don't want to, it's they, a tequila technically. Yeah. It's called Caballito Cerrero. They, they just don't want to conform to that? like, the, the, you know, the CRT's <laughs> regulations. Hear what, she said? what is it? Oh, it's called Caballito Cerrero. Yeah, so Caballito Cerrero. Cerrero. No. No. He can't roll his R's. Say it again. Caballito. Caballito Cerrero. Cerrero. Oh, oh. She could, she's got some Latina in her. Just turned me on. <laughs> okay, show's over. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs> no, but yeah. So we interviewed the um, the master distiller from Caballito Cerrero, and he told us a story. It's like one of the oldest distilleries in Mexico, and they just kind of gave the finger to the CRT and the were rebels. like, "Sorry, we don't want to be part of what you're doing," and we have enough of a, they're like, they have a cult following yeah. right. their tequila. They sell out of it every year and, you know. The middle finger. Mm -hmm. So yeah. now are you guys, I'm curious, now that you're going down this rabbit hole, mm -hmm. do you feel like you guys want to continue to be informers of tequila or are you like, we're from California, maybe we go back and we grow some uh, agave? I, I'm not going to lie. When I was in California, I, I was thinking that like, wow, this would be amazing you know, to do this. It's just because it's right there, like right in our backyard, you know. Um, but I don't know. I just don't see us going back to California. What does the climate <laughs> have to be? Because it couldn't happen here. No way, right? No, no. You I couldn't think it, it has to be dry. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, well, it's, it's year round. It's a desert. Yeah, plant. it's gotta be a, de- it's a desert plant. Rain, but yeah. yeah, it's a desert. Yeah. But so you know what? The yeah. interesting thing is, like when I was up at Stargazer in Glen Ellen, they were having so much success. I mean, two days after I was there, it snowed, and it it looked like most of the plants made it. I I reached out to the owner, and he said it looks like they're all going to be okay. The only ones that didn't make it were the little babies that were like in the nursery area growing that he had moved, you know, that were growing outdoors. So, but um, like Arizona, Arizona, you probably could, right? So Arizona, Texas, we actually interviewed some people that are making one called blasphemous. It's from Texas. So yeah, a lot of like drier areas. Look at that. But the problem is it's hard to get started with that. Cause if, even if you bought land and planted now, yeah. Like six to 20 years. Right. Even doing anything with it. Yeah. Cause so the, the blue Weber, the yeah. blue Weber agave that they, that they actually used to make tequila, that was the one that wasn't doing as well. Like when I went to visit the farm in California, but there were a, a lot of other species that were just thriving. That just proves that it needs to be where it's at. And right. whoever needs to grow where it grows native right. and it's going to do the best. Right. There. Yeah. And that's in Mexico. Yeah. 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 Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those other agaves, they're hardier, right? They're not as like robust and clean like Blue Weber, so they're a little more like rustic and mm-hmm. classic, you know. Yeah, but people are making mezcal off their backyard uh, agaves. I just, I don't know. I think there's something so cool about like our world and history, like thinking about tequila and thinking about it being from Mexico mm-hmm. and like the heritage of that and like how that exists with like yeah other spirits and other and other drinks and food and like I don't know just opening up my mind to this whole thing with tequila and like how this has been happening in Mexico for so long and like that this amazing product is coming out of there and yeah that it pays like you know homage to mm-hmm. the people of Mexico like I don't know it's just really just really cool and that it's like this premium thing mm-hmm. you know and um I don't know if Mexico gets enough credit for that. It's <laughs> like one of, the oldest, one of the oldest distilled spirits, you mm-hmm. know, and a lot of people that are health conscious like it because, you know, it doesn't have a lot of sugar. Yeah. Um, it's just like a real clean spirit if you get the right ones that don't have all the other stuff in it. So people that have had bad experiences with tequila, number one, they were probably drinking really crappy tequila. Or taking shots. Yeah. Taking uh-huh. shots. So, of really, I mean, crappy, of you, really crappy tequila. <laughs> if you take shots of, you know, Jim Beam all night long, you're going to be sick. Yeah. You know, so tequila doesn't make you crazy. It's like the way you consume it that makes you crazy. There is mm-hmm. one advantage, though, of the uh, celebrity tequilas because there is going to be that people that that's their start. Mm-hmm. and they go for it and they're like oh and then they start liking that and then they explore and when you start exploring then you learn and mm. you learn like what the differences are and then some of those people are going to become you know connoisseurs mm-hmm. or like what we call purists yeah you gotta start someplace you got, i mean so it is kind of like a good thing yeah in a sense yeah but then how they're harvesting so early that's not a good thing right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. all right we got five minutes left so let's pour another <laughs> Okay. Tequila. Wait, we have five minutes left. Yeah. No, we don't. And I want you to just on, tell on people <laughs> everything that they need to know about tequila. Oh my gosh. Okay. What are we In trying? Five minutes. Five Here, minutes. I'll let you pour. This is the Ana Maria. This is the one that's infused with the wine. So um, let's see. Tequila. Let's just go. I'll just taste some of TJ's. <laughs> let's just go. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
we'll just do a little tequila 101. Okay, so tequila, do you guys we already have talked about. Oh, yeah. Do you have no, we can, I've been we asking can do my a, questions. We can do another I've been asking one. my questions. <laughs> so tequila can only be made in Mexico if the bottle says tequila on it. Right. Okay. Um, you have different um, categories of tequila. You have blanco, reposado, añejo, and extra añejo, joven. So we went over those. The blanco is the one that usually isn't aged. There's also a mixto. Mixto is like, think of Jose Cuervo, okay, or your bottom shelf tequilas. Those are tequilas that only have to be 51% agave, and the other 49% is sugar alcohols, sweeteners, flavorings, flavorings. you know, those are the ones you use to, to mix drinks if you want to. The problem is when you make a margarita with those, like when you go into a bar and they're like, we have $3 margaritas, it's usually a mixto tequila and like really crappy mix right. with a lot of sugar. So you're going to have a really bad headache and not feel good, you know, the next day. Um, so those are the five varietals. Uh, let's see what else. Blanco, unaged. Reposado, aged anywhere from two months to just under a year. Reposado means rested. Añejo means age. Those are anywhere from one to three years rested in a barrel. And then anything over three is extra añejo. I think the oldest we have is, what's the race old? Six years. Uh, ten years. I have a ten year. Oh, yeah. Race. Ten, ten years. Year. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, that's one of our What's a good one. tequila for someone that's wanting to get into tequila and try it out? And not spend too much. And not spend too much. What's a good starting Top tequila? Tapatio. Uh, That's my opinion. Tapatio. Yeah, just like the hot sauce. Oh, yeah. You can find the bottles and you're in this liquor store and you see that, get it. To me, does that that not have any additives? There's no no additives in it. Is that a blanco? Affordable. They have them all. They have them all. They They have blanco. Which one do you you recommend? Extra Nieho Excelencia. I always tell people, okay, so here's the thing. That's my thing. The the aged ones, the Añejo and the Extra Nieho, are always going to be, they're not going to have as much a bite. Um, and they're going to be influenced by the barrel. So mm-hmm. sometimes I tell people to go backwards and like start there and then go back into the Blancos. Personally, I like to taste the Blanco first because they're usually not aged in a barrel. Tequila is either it's cooked in an oven. A stone brick oven is the traditional way. It cooks for like three days and then they let it cool for like another two days. And then they take those big agave piñas, they crush them ferment the juice, distill it, and then it goes in the bottle. Mm -hmm. If it's a reposado, it goes in a barrel for, you know, a few months or añejo or extra añejo. So I always like to start with the blanco because to me, that's the purest representation of the spirit. Is that what this one is? Yeah, in my head, I feel like that's how you would, I'm thinking wine world, you'd start with the lighter and go to the Yeah, This one's got like some wine in it. This one is so good. Yeah, this one actually actually has wine in it. They just pour some wine. Yeah. I seriously love this one. This one. Yeah. It's a lot. It's Cabernet Sauvignon blended into a Blanco. So can you find tequila. this in liquor stores? Yeah. You, you could find it. I think, uh, um, what's the big? Total, total Wine. Total Wine. I think total Wine. Has. Total I Wine might have, have it. it. It's called Ana Maria. Um, Ana Maria. And if you, the Cody Go too, they'll have that for sure. Mm-hmm. They'll have some other mm-hmm. Rosas. <laughs> so I don't know if you could tell, but the Cody Go and the Ana Maria so the Código was like a little bit more mild. You got like the wine, mm-hmm. you tasted the wine and it's cold filtered. So they, you know, they pull a lot of like the extra little things out of there. The Juan de Leon was a little more vegetal, 
you tasted more of the agave, mm-hmm. but yes. the color looked in the like a little more pink. But uh-huh. the finish on that was was yeah. totally wine. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's yes, why yes. I like that. It's yeah. got a transition. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're tasting all that agave. It tastes like a blanco, and then it, the yeah. finish is just the smooth, like wine. Yeah, flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, good. And then the Ana Maria has. To me, the most wine influence in there because it's actually wine blended in with the Blanco Tequila. No, they're all so delicious. Mm -hmm. So smooth. Just so smooth. So fun. (laughs) (laughs) And I I can't really honestly drink like spirits straight. And I've been able to have all of these and be like, okay, I'm good. I can I can sip on this and Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking I need a chaser or anything like that like it's you mm-hmm. don't need it like what you're saying it's you can sip this and right. enjoy it you don't need ice like there's no, no. ice in my glass i'm just no. sipping this as it is which is kind of amazing mm-hmm. i and i always tell people you know drink it how you like it i always say drink what you like but know what's in your glass uh-huh. like know what you're drinking but when you add ice to it number one it dilutes it a little bit yep. and it but it also makes it like a little brighter mm. and brings out more of like the fruit, the agave, and like a little bit of sweetness in it. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to experiment. I well, like yeah. it neat. But and I, lime. I love lime and tequila. Some people do. Some people don't. So. Usually when you're drinking a good tequila, you don't, you don't need, need the it. lime. No, you yeah. don't need it. We drink a lot of gin and tonics. So <laughs> <laughs> a lot of lime in this. You guys have been really fun. This has uh, been great. Very informative. Yeah, super informative. And now i got to go buy some bottles of... Uh, Oh, God. Tequila. Let him go break the bank. And we still have three tequilas we didn't try. We didn't try the Penta, but we'll do it off air. Yes. <laughs> Is there anything you guys wanted to add before we go? Where can people find you? Tell people yeah. where yeah. they can yeah. find you. Yeah, tell people where they can find you. Where can they find you? La Tequila Mamacita. Well, you're not Tequila Mamacita. I am. He's find identifying her. as La Tequila Mamacita <laughs> right now. Find her there and Tequila Ladies. And uh, we she does her podcast from the Grow Bar. Yeah. Yes. Check out the Grow Bar. Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, Heidi. and we'll put all this in the La tequila. information Mama area. Sinta. This has been fun, guys. Thanks for yeah, doing this. For we'll have you. to do a part two yes. on the tequila world. We'll do a part world. two. Yes. And I'll have you guys back. So Muchas cheers, gracias. y'all. Yeah. Cheers. Salud. Ooh, salud. 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 <laughs>